The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. I want to read a passage of scripture and the title of the message today is the source, the source of our joy. Where does it come from? When you look at the world, especially here in Central Florida, you've got all these amusement parks and everybody comes here. It's called the vacation kingdom of the world. People come, amusements, rides, and everything's about, you know, joy, to get happy. They used to have this sign up at Disneyland over in California, said the happiest place on the earth, Disneyland, which really should be the church. That's still a sign that we have missing here, should be the happiest place on the planet, the river. Amen. But John chapter 1, verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifested. This is, uh, uh, he says in verse 2, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was the Father was manifested to us and which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly fellowship, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus. These things we write unto you that your joy may be full. Now I'm reading from the New King James, which I'm not familiar with that passage. I don't even know why I'm using it, but anyway. It's, uh, I believe it's over in First John. Yeah. First John chapter one, verses one through four. These things we write to you that your joy may be full. Everybody say my joy full. Now how do we measure that? Give me that bottle. This is a full bottle. We can measure it. Actual fact, the people that filled this really filled it to the top. These are the kind of bottles that when you open it, you spill it. Are you with me? You never do open one of these bottles without a spilling. So you could say that this bottle is full of joy. That's how you know you're full of joy, when it spills over. Amen. So you have to ask people, when, when lost did you spill over? The Word of God and the message of salvation that He purchased for us through the blood of Jesus is the source of joy for us and for all of God's people. And because that salvation doesn't go, it's always the same. It's a constant. Even though you might not be a constant because you change it. If you look back at the pictures when you were growing up, 
you can see that you've changed a little bit. Would you say you've changed, Pastor Shannon? Huh? What about you, Pastor Jason? Have you changed a bit? Huh? <laughs> what do you say? Oh, a little weight? I don't know. You look fine to me. Are you moaning because of the scalers moaning at you? Was it all your wife's fine cooking? It was. It was. Yeah, but she was just had the baby. So you were eating on her behalf. You finished her portion. So it's really not your fault, is it? It's really the woman that the Lord has given you. How do I know those lines? Because I used them myself. So that salvation is eternal. That joy is eternal. This fellowship that we now have with the Father and His Son and the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit does not only bring us little joy or partial joy, but joy that is full, that is complete. We don't need any more joy to have access to a joy that fills us in every aspect of our being, overflowing at all times of the day and night. You can have as much joy at 2 o'clock in the morning, at 5 o'clock in the morning, at 10 o'clock in the morning, at 1 o'clock. It doesn't matter. Why? Because you're full. You're joyful. Amen. Joyful. Christians who walk in sadness need to dwell on God's Word and get a revelation of what it means to have a relationship with and be in fellowship with Almighty God because the Bible says our life is hid with Christ in God. The Bible says in Him we live and move and have our being. The Bible says that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. So that's where we are, whether we feel like it or not. You're going to wake up, there are going to be days, there's going to be circumstances. There might even be extenuating circumstances. But that doesn't change what we've just talked about right now. We're born again. We saved. We have eternal life. Our name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. And we have a joy that is full and is complete. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this brings me to the second point. This joy is represented best by oil. Oil. Now, I don't know about you, have you ever had a door that's squeaky? If you have a door that's squeaky, what do you need to do with that door? You've got to put oil on it. Have you ever met a person who's squeaky? All they need is oil. Can you say amen? amen? Now, oil, especially expensive oil, is not anything can, that can just be removed or go away. In actual fact, if you get oil on a garment, in many instances, that garment's ruined. You're never going to get rid of that oil. 
one spot of that oil, it's marked. You might as well take the whole garment and dip it in that oil because that's the color of that garment. Are you with me? I had a, one of my suits. I don't know what happened to it, but I got some oil on it. We tried everything. It didn't matter what we did. It was, it was right there. And it was right in a prominent place. So even when you, it always looked like you just spilt it on your jacket. You know what I mean? Even though it happened two years ago, I can't wear the suit because it's right in a prominent place. I wish, you know, you could hide it behind some, but you can't. Are you with me? And it's the same as the oil of joy. When the oil of joy comes on you, you can't hide it. Are you with me? You can't even play religion, religion to hide it. If you went in a place... You'd be st- even, if I, even if I went and stood in the back of a dead church like this, I would stick out. Are you with me? Because I'm marked with oil. Are you with me? Even if I, even if I stood like this. <laughs> you say, what are you talking about? I've already tried it. I've tried to go to places incognito. You just stand there, and people around you start getting happy, and they don't know why they're getting happy. And they start to laugh, and they don't even know why they laugh. And you stand like this. And you pretend that you don't know anything. Meanwhile, you know what's going on. Why? The oil, it's this oil that's on you. This oil of joy, Isaiah 61 and verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. I pray an angel dumps a barrel of the oil of joy on your head today. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. You know what I mean? This passage was quoted by Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. says that Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit to comfort those who mourn, to give them beauty where there was once only ashes, the oil of joy to replace mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness because of what Jesus did for us in his death and resurrection, we have a reason to rejoice how good our God is to us. It's oil. Oil makes your face to shine. Oil makes you slippery. The devil tries to grab you, and he can't. You just slip right out. Hallelujah. When the devil tries to put handcuffs on you, you slip out of them cuffs. Hallelujah. 
Oil. Oil of joy. Oil of gladness. The source is not external. The source is internal. Jesus comes to live on the inside. All of joy. All of joy. Oil of joy. That's what this ministry is about. All of joy. Oil of gladness. Oil that makes you happy. Every one of you, the moment you leave this place, you're going to be leaking oil everywhere you go. <laughs> if you walk in a place of business, they're going to say, Sir, you, you're leaving footprints everywhere you go. It looks like you've trodden in some oil. When you sit in a chair, when you get up, your butt prints will be in the chair of where the oil has been leaking from you. I know this makes some people nervous, but Don't look at me to change the subject. First of all, I didn't know you were coming today, so I didn't pick the message based on your attendance. This message is for every person here today. The source of your joy is Jesus. Somebody said, well, he might not like these. He loves these meetings. 
Somebody said, how do you know? I talk to him all the time. He's very happy about these services. He's just concerned about your long face. You know, what people don't realize, and I've shared this with you many times before, is, but it's the truth. The joy is your strength. You're only as strong as your joy. Are you with me? You might as well get it. It's free. It's on Sunday morning here at the river. You might as well get some joy right now. You carry it home to your family for Christmas. Sweep this room, Lord. Sweep this room, Lord Jesus. Bless these, your people, today. Flood them even this day. Lord, even those who are joy connoisseurs. For we have among us even joy professionals. Some that have been in the way for many years, Lord. Sweep this field. Sweep this room. Let them be made strong. Supernatural strength be made manifest in their life. Lord, they've got things to do this week.
Little little bubble out your belly, lady. This brings me to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the glory of faith, the salvation of your souls. Inexpressible, inexpressible, glorious joy. A joy that will go alongside that shirt of yours. Inexpressible, glorious, overflowing, overwhelming joy. It's the kind that makes you walk and leap and praise Him. Russell. <laughs> Don't let one of you be caught coming from this church, going out there with a long face telling people, I go to the river. May you all be marked with inexpressible joy. I know some of you might not be too happy with yourself because you put on some weight. Well, don't let that bother you. Have another piece of pie. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Don't let your joy be determined by the scale. No, I'm not giving you a license. We cannot see God with our natural eye, but we've felt His presence and we experience His work in our hearts. We love Him and we are filled with joy unspeakable, joy that cannot be adequately expressed. The whole world is looking for this right now. The whole world is looking for joy. The whole world, bless their hearts. They try to puff. They try to sniff. They try to snuff. 
They try to inject, they're trying everything to just get a moment. And you can live there permanently. That's why you're going to renew your mind to what God has available to you. You make a decision. I'm going to live that way the rest of my days. Somebody said, yeah, but pastor, people will call me strange. They already do. They call you strange. Some of you were called strange before you even had joy. <laughs> Romans 14 and verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. So just know that. try to help you. But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. There are many things that will distract us, but you have to focus on the main thing. Amen. You know what? I just focus on the fact that one day we're going to have a glorified body. Amen. We're just passing through. Hallelujah. We're going to get ourselves a glorified body. Aren't you happy about that? Amen. People get caught up in the do's and don'ts instead of focusing on the most important things. God's grace, His mercy, and what He's done for us. And the key is what we were singing right before I preached, to keep your eyes on Jesus, to keep your focus on Him. He's the source. Now, let me say this, and then we're going to pray. The reason why the Lord instructed us to activate everybody into winning souls, because it's impossible to win souls and be sad. Because every time you win souls, you activate your own salvation. Because you're testifying about what He's done for you. So, if you do that five times a day, you are activating it once again. Hey, let me tell you what the Lord did for me. And I was bound, you know, whatever your testimony is, you know. I robbed banks. I, you know, I was in government. <laughs> and the Lord saved me. Every time you tell your testimony, you're activating. You're activating your joy. You show me the number one soul winners of the number one joy people. I've never found, you might know of some, but I've never found a depressed soul winner. I've found depressed religious people, but I've never found a depressed soul winner. Because every time you go to tell of what the Lord's done, you activate it again. You tell again of His goodness. Are you with me? 
And that's how your Christian life should be lived from now to Jesus comes. Every day we're winning souls. Every day we're telling other people about Jesus. Every day we're testifying of his goodness and grace. Every day we're talking of his wonder works. Every day we're telling of his miracles. And every day we are activating that joy. Why? Because the source of that joy is on the inside of us. And he is a person and his name is Jesus and he is alive and he is living. When you find people that are sad, critical, judgmental, then you realize they haven't told anybody about Jesus in the last number of months. Take them on the streets. Take them out for five hours. And then you'll see. The world is looking for what's real. And they're trying everything to find it. But when they meet you, they're going to meet Jesus. Can you say amen? And everything you have is a testimony of His grace. Everything you do is a testimony of His grace. They'll be stopping you just to look at your vehicle and ask you a question, and you'll end up getting them saved. Are you with me? Because everything they want is upon your life. They don't know how to get it. And God's going to use you and is using you as a sign and a wonder. Amen. Hallelujah. So one more thing. If Jesus is the source of the joy, let me ask you a question. Do you think he's ever going to run out? No. Do you think there'll ever be a day where the Lord said, son, I know there's been joy in the past, but things have been really rough for me lately. I've just come through COVID-19. So take it easy. Or do you think the Lord will say, there's more? There's more. There's more. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We've seen this joy not only set the captives free, heal marriages, husband and wife on the brink of divorce, one case in particular that always sticks out to me was they came forward in an altar call. I didn't know that they were planning to go see a lawyer the next day. They actually came to the service and said, if God doesn't give us a miracle, we're going to go get divorced. We'll go tomorrow. They came down to the front. The power of God knocked them in the floor. Both husband and wife fell out in the floor. And I watched the struggle because for an hour and a half, they tried to separate. He got tied in, up in the handbag strap. It was the longest strap I'd ever seen on a handbag. It was like angels took the straps and tied him to her. So she would 
pulled her hand like this, lying on the floor. And when she pulled her hand, his hand followed her. He would pull his hand and her hand would follow. And they tried to separate for an hour and a half on the floor. I'm watching a husband and wife. It was almost hysterical to watch. I just kept preaching, watching the two try to get away from each other. It's like the Holy Ghost tied them together. After an hour and a half, they looked in each other's eyes, burst out laughing, rolled in each other's arms, kissed each other. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they've got a honeymoon going, you know, on the floor. Yeah. And when they got up, totally healed. They said, Pastor, you, you won't believe this. We came here, we're going to go get a divorce. But, but, and then I got tied to him, he got tied to me. I don't even know how we got tied. I said, look at that handbag. That's the longest handbag. The straps. I promise you, if she put the bag on the floor, she could have had the straps over her shoulder. It was, it was the longest. I didn't know if she used it as a lasso or what she was using it for. I've never seen straps on a bag that long, before or since. But God used that bag to tie them together. He said, and we were going to go get a divorce, but something happened on the floor. God healed our marriage, and we both got filled with joy. And now we don't even want to get a divorce. Only God can do that. Can you say amen? amen? By the divine joy of the Lord, God can give you a spouse. Just so you know, if you watch my television, we have a lot of desperate singles here. <laughs> They've tried everything. They've gone to farmersonly.com. They can't find anybody. They went to farmersonly.com. They hate chickens. Can't stand cows. But they've tried in everything known to man. But by the divine joy of the Lord, God can bring the right one to you. Can you say amen? Say this of me, Jesus, Jesus is our source, our source. and our supply, a never-ending never supply, supply of joy that we've received of Him freely. Therefore, we give it freely. This week, I will give the joy I've received a lost and dying world. Father, I thank you for that now. Lift your hands and just thank him one more time. I want to give an invitation right now if you came, you're visiting with us today or you're watching my wave television. My head's about and eyes are closed. If you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Maybe you came here today, you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never said, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in your blood. Today he calls you. Today, he says, come unto me, all you that labor and they have a laden, 
and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He calls you today. Will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, Lord? You might never have another opportunity. Today, your life could be required of you. The Bible says it's appointed and a man wants to die. After that, the judgment. The door is open now for you to come. Will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, Lord? I surrender my life to you. Maybe you're in this place or you're watching and you say, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I'm not serving God like I should. I've allowed the things of the world to come in. I've lost my first love, the peace, the joy that I once had, but today I want to come back into fellowship with him. Maybe it's something hidden that you've never dealt with, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things. But today you say, I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Will you do that? You might never have another opportunity. Today, he calls you. Maybe it's not hidden. Maybe it's something outward that everyone could see and you feel, well, they already know. There's no hope for me. But God is a God of a second chance and a new beginning. And he says, come. Will you let him come and do a work on the inside of you? You might have come one way, but you'll leave another way. Today he calls you. Maybe you gave your life to the Lord in days gone by, but you've grown cold because a storm came into your life. The storms that come to each and every person. And that storm shook you to the core. A sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked your world. But today you say, I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Will you surrender to him today? And then lastly, maybe you hear, you say, Pastor, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I'm not sure of my salvation. The devil's always lying to me, telling me that I'm not saved. But today, I want to make sure. Today, I want to know that I know that I'm a child of God. If this is you, right where you are, quickly, put your hand up and say, pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are going up. Just raise up high and say, yes, Lord. Yes. From this day, I'm never going to be the same. You that are watching in your homes, just slip your hand up high and say, yes, that's me. Somebody said, nobody can see me. Jesus can see you right where you are in your home. Just slip it up high and say, yes, Lord. Once you've raised it, you may put it down. I want you to look at me, everybody, please, across this field. On this side here, all the way through the back, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included in the prayer. We're going to pray quickly. Slip your hand up and say, include me. Anybody else on this side? Just wave it up high. I've seen your hand already, sir. Anybody else? Right at the back. Anybody else? In the middle section, you didn't raise hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now and say, include me. God bless you. Anybody else? Anyone else? On this far side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now. Thank you. 
I'm going to ask every person that raised your hand to stand right now. Stand where you are. All across the field. I want you to bring your personal belongings. Come stand right here. We're going to pray. Come. Ushers, if you'd help them. before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. They're still coming. You can take the whole world. turning back no turning back wonderful Lord Jesus I want you in the congregation to stretch your hand out towards them I want you to just look at me if you would we're going to pray one simple prayer one prayer fits all if you're watching in your homes you can pray this together with us right now just close your eyes, raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this together with me right now. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. And use me. Let me never be the same again. 
I turned my back on the world. I turned my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now, Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, or for additional resources, visit revival.com.